What a great sponsor to have for our conversation with Tom Skilling today. Permaseal Basement Systems. <laughs> this is a long soaking rain, Tom. I feel like we yeah. haven't experienced this in a long time. No, it's been three months, Lisa, and we are in need of rain around here. You know, 82% of the country is dry. 76% of Illinois is drier than average. About 24% of the state is in drought, and that includes our southern counties. So here in Chicago, we've had only half our normal fall rain, and less than that, we've had just a fraction of our um, October rain. So a little moisture is not bad, and what's going to lock in with it is some wind uh, as we go through the afternoon and more so tonight and tomorrow. So we'll have white caps on Lake Michigan before it's all over and 30-mile-an-hour wind gusts coming. It's a nice little compact autumn storm that's lifting up through the area and bringing us the rain, Lisa. And Tom Skilling, do you feel like the rest of us, like your whole mood changes on a day like today? I'm embracing it because it yeah. just feels good. It's been so long. You know something? I, isn't there something about a cloudy, rainy day that, uh, I don't know, it's a good day to think and to work and, uh, you know, just to uh, stay inside and get done things you've got to get done or just to read if you're able to do that or sit and listen to Lisa Dent. You know, I mean, that's a great <laughs> thing to do, too. Yeah, there's something kind of nice about it, isn't there? Yeah, there really is, because we haven't had so much of it. So is this a transition then to what is really going to be fall-like weather? Because, boy, last weekend was amazing. Oh, gorgeous. You know, the uh, three-day period through yesterday was the third warmest in 151 years. Uh, wow. And isn't that something? It was the last time we had a a period like that, that uh, uh, that three-day period from April, I'm sorry, no, October 21st through October 24th, yesterday's day. The last time that period was as warm as it's been this year was 59 years ago, back in uh, 1963. So you have to go back a ways to get some weather like this. And you know something, we either tied or broke the warmest nighttime low temperatures, uh, both Sunday morning and yesterday morning. So uh, now we'll get some cooler air to lock in, but it's not the beginning of anything barbaric. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we don't see anything that suggests that, you know, we're going to have the snow flying again anytime in the uh, relatively near future. We know it's not far off, but it isn't happening soon. Yeah, it was just gorgeous. And to not have the Bears on TV for two weeks in a row and be able to get outside, do some lawn work, enjoy the beautiful yeah. weather was fantastic. And then they won last night, Tom. No one expected that. How about that? I'll tell you, is that reason to celebrate or what? Beautiful weather and a Bears win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can't, can't put uh, uh, two better things than that together, I'll tell you that. Not at all. So is there a lunar eclipse coming next month? There is. Obviously, it's when the moon moves into the Earth's shadow, which uh, blocks the uh, the disk of the moon. We do have one coming. It will be November 8th. Oh, Election Earth. Day. That's Election Day, Tom. Isn't that something? That Maybe that says something, huh, Lisa? <laughs> I'll tell you something. Uh, I don't know what it would say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Are you an early voter or do you still go to the booth? You know something? I'm lucky. I live in a building where we have uh, the setup. Now, I've tried the early voting, but I end up standing in lines for two hours, and I can go right down in the lobby of my building here and get it done. So I'm going to vote the day of the election this year. Uh, how about you, Lisa? Do you go early or do you go uh, nope. um, 
On the I day. like to go the day of. I don't know what it is. It's exciting. I like getting my I yeah. voted sticker and, um, you know, just seeing who all is in line. And I don't know. Fair There's enough. just something about voting on the day. You know, something it's true. And, and you know, many of the people who man or woman these uh, these election posts, um, you know, I, I get I so respect them. I mean, I think that's such a public service they perform. And it's kind of fun to see your neighbors there doing that and there usually is such joy in their their very being that they communicate to you at being there and the fact that we're doing our civic duty and voting so i think that's pretty cool i always love to see 18 19 and 20 year olds who are there as election judges or manning the booths i just think that's such a i don't know an insight into the future and because they are our future and i hope that they stay engaged How true. Uh, Good point, Lisa. I agree with you 100%. So this lunar eclipse on Election Day, it's just your run-of-the-mill lunar eclipse. We're not going to see those big headlines where it's not going to happen for another 200 years or something like that. Well, you know what? Um, I'll tell you, it's to be a partial lunar eclipse, so it won't be the, the whole shebang. You know, Lisa, I tell everybody I deal with the first 10 miles as you look up, and then the astronomers take over after that, which is a terrible way to uh, to bow out of, you know, uh, responsibility on these things. Uh, but I'll tell you something. They are fascinating. There are no two ways about it. And, of course, where we get involved in the weather profession is, are we going to be able to see it, you know? And so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on the weather and see whether that's going to happen. Apparently, this one will be visible in sections of Asia, Australia, North uh, America, and uh, Northern and Eastern Europe, and then most of South America, too. So there'll be a good number of folks on this planet of ours who are able to see the thing, which is cool. Yeah, it kind of brings us all together. All right, Tom Skilling is with us. We're going to get a check on the weather at the moment with Mary Vandeveld and a check on traffic. Then we're going to come back with your Halloween forecast. And does the weather affect animals like it affects us? And... Tom's got a big event coming up on WGN-TV that you're not going to want to miss. So all the details on the way, but what's going on, Mary? Thank you so much for joining us for the Lisa Dent Show. It's always a highlight when Tom Skilling jumps on the radio with us. And Tom, I know you're an animal lover, and I was reading an article. It wasn't just how seasonal affective disorder affects us, but they say... Uh It affects animals as well, that as we merge into fall and into winter, that our habits change so we don't take our dogs out at the same time, or when they go out, it's dark. It affects them as well. Have you seen that with Penny? Oh, I have. Uh, And you know, uh, those looks that are cast at you when you take (laughs) your dog out in the cold of winter, they look at you like, yeah, and you expect us to do what? (laughs) You know, I mean, it's uh, it's crazy. I you always feel a little bit guilty about that, but little Penny is such a sweetheart. You know, we put the little pads out, and she goes religiously uh, inside, so we don't take her outside. Why wouldn't animals uh, respond to it? That's interesting. You don't think about that, do you? Yeah, I hadn't. I was reading an article on Tails.com, and this is what they said. They said our canine uh-huh. companions can all have their own unique quirks when it comes to weather. Some might be terrified of thunder, heavy rainfall, strong winds. Yeah. And yeah. it says others can seem depressed and have a low mood during the winter period. Well, some oh. dogs, like huskies, might be excited and enthusiastic. So I guess the breed kind uh-huh. of plays into that. 
Well, that's interesting. I, I must say, I've, I've had a number of dogs, and we've had kitties and all over the years. I hadn't noticed that, uh, you know, that kind of that sad disorder uh, among the dogs that we've had. But uh, maybe it existed, and I just somehow missed it. I, I don't know. They certainly are expressive little creatures. And, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, we, we learn very quickly how they feel about things. I You know, maybe I've been lucky, Lisa. I've always had these incredible little doggies that are just love life so much. It doesn't seem much bothers them. The thunder does at times. Uh, but other than that, they do pretty well. It seems like you have dogs that match your personality, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> which is lovely I, Ex- except you don't have an issue with thunder <laughs> no i don't although i'll tell you lisa I, you know i've always been a little reluctant to go out in the uh, lightning my father i remember we were in a shopping center one time and we were going to the door and i was watching through the windows the lightning striking cloud to ground in the neighborhood and i said dad i don't think we should go out in this and he looked at me and he said uh what do you mean? I, are you afraid? I said, yeah, I am. I'd, I'd rather stay inside till it's over, you know, or at least I don't see the lightning hitting in the neighborhood here. But uh, of course, my dad played through the uh, Belvedere Oaklawn tornado that he was uh, at a golf game. Oh. And he's out there through that, which I thought was just crazy. But uh, at any rate, as any golfer knows, you know, nothing will stop them. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. Your dad was bold. I, I lived through that. I was a toddler in the back of a station wagon that had to pull over during the Belvedere tornado. Oh. And I remember taking a peek out the window and seeing a school bus come off the ground. And honestly, oh, yeah. Tom, that is my very first memory. And it shaped my mom. And she became so frightened of storms that I am the oh, yeah. person that's in the basement the minute the warning is issued. You, you know, you go through that. Uh, I have not met uh, any population yet who has gone through a travesty like that that isn't, uh, you know, affected for life by that. You know, we did a 50th anniversary thing on the Belvedere tornado, and we talked to three of the survivors who were children who had gotten onto that school bus that was lifted up and rolled across the farmland up there. And that ended up killing uh, uh, almost two dozen little ones. And the stories they tell about this, you know, back in those days, they didn't bring uh, psychologists in to talk to the students or counsel them because that just didn't happen that often. But these people, you know, these young people, now adults, had to learn to deal with that on their own. And it's it's a horrifying thing. No question about it. I'm not surprised to hear that about your mother. Hey, I want to talk about what you have been working on for six months. This is amazing. It's called WGN Films Forecast a Fragile Climate. It's going to be a half-hour special on climate change, and I don't know how you're going to condense everything you did in six months into 30 minutes, but I'm intrigued. Isn't that the truth? And, you know, we're serializing it. In other words, we're going to put segments on our newscast on the WGN 9 o'clock news starting Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. And I'll tell you what we did, Lisa. We went out to NASA Goddard outside of Washington, D.C., where they build the satellites that look down on Earth and see the ice. They can measure ice to a centimeter accuracy. And that's how we know how much ice is melting. Then we went out to Lake Mead outside of Las Vegas, uh, the biggest reservoir in the country, but it's down to 27 percent capacity. It is the water source for the city of Las Vegas. Uh, and they're down to almost a quarter capacity. It's down 180 feet. 
since uh, 2000, uh, part of that drought that's going on out there. And then we went up to Alaska in the middle of the beautiful fall colors. I, I'll tell you one thing, Lisa, if you only watch these segments just to see uh, the photography and the videography done by Steve Shore, and I'm working with Catherine Zink, our producer who works with Dina Bear on our medical reports, which are, I think, just amazing, the ones we do over at WGN. Uh, Catherine's been working with me on this program. So it was interesting to talk to the um, uh, research folks out there that are working very seriously toward uh, zero uh, neutral carbon emissions by 2050. So, you know, there are positive developments on this front. Um, There are some really bright minds going to work on it. And I think you'll find this kind of interesting. I, I hope so. Kind of interesting. I am waiting for it. So it starts Monday, Halloween night. At 9, WGN News at 9, we will be watching, Tom. And what's our Halloween forecast since we've got to get ready to get the kids out and get trick-or-treating on Sunday and Monday? Yeah, well, you know, it looks pretty good, actually, from this standpoint. There's a slight chance of a scattered shower, but the skies will be partly cloudy to cloudy, and we're looking for temperature readings that that get up to around 60 degrees, which, you know, by this time of the year standards is a pretty nice pattern around here. When does the rain end? This rain will be winding down tomorrow. Uh, It'll be windy. It'll rain pretty steadily through the night. And when all is said and done, we're going to get about one and a half to two inches of rain, which is the biggest rain we've had since uh, way back in July, three months ago. So, um, And it will rain steadily into tomorrow morning and then begin to become more showery as the day goes on and ultimately end. So that by tomorrow night, the chance of rain is down to zero. And it's zero on Thursday and only single-digit probabilities of any rain, which means the chance is negligible, Thursday night, Friday, Friday night, Saturday. So um, this is a very compact, windy little storm. It'll turn windy, but it'll be out of here later tomorrow. Always wonderful to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us, Tom. Lisa, it is a pleasure talking with you. You take care. Steve Bertrand has your news coming up next on 720 WGN from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. WGN.